Hey there, movie fans. Welcome to another episode of Tammy the Movie Nerd. I am Tammy the Movie Nerd and uh, the podcast where we talk about movies. We talk about different aspects of movies and just everything about movies and um, analyze all, just analyze movies and uh, have fun with some movies. So if there's a movie that you want me to view or review, uh, please feel free to email me at movienerdtse at gmail.com. That's movienerd, M-O-V-I-E-N-E-R-D, T as in Tom, S as in Sam, E as in Edward, at gmail.com. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify, just click the message button at the bottom of the uh, link and uh, send me a message. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. So this week, um, I actually had uh, a this idea came to me after reading this article uh, they from a couple of other uh, analysts and they were talking about uh, faith-based movies uh, from, they were doing this for a couple reasons number one because it is Easter e- e- uh, it is Easter weekend sorry about that um, and also they were talking about the uh, the new movie of Father Stew uh, that's uh, also being released this weekend and so they we're talking about uh, faith-based movies and what is going to be the future of faith-based movies. And so, okay, since it is Easter weekend and I want to talk about uh, on this episode, I want to talk about some of my favorite uh, faith-based movies and I'll cover uh, some other ones as well. Uh, And I want to do kind of a three-part series uh, on this because Uh, One of the things that's very common, especially around faith-based movies, is uh, controversy. And so I want to do an episode on the controversy of some of the faith-based movies that have been made. And uh, why do I think there's controversy with them? And uh, they end this um, article that I was reading and, and the clip that I was watching, too, was connected with the clip as well. And they were talking about uh, the rise of what's called testimonial films. And these are the movies like Father Stew and and some of these other ones. And what is the uh, future of faith-based movies? And so I'd like to give my uh, two cents on that as well as an analyst and uh, throw in my two cents. And I thought that would be kind of a fun thing to do uh, for Easter weekend. And, of course, for those of you that that, uh, are people of faith, I want to wish you a happy Easter and for Passover, Ramadan, whatever that you, uh, that you observe. And, uh, I just want to offer you, you know, just blessing on your holiday season and, uh, may you have uh, peace and joy in this time of year. So, all right, let's talk about some of my, uh, some of the, uh, favorite, uh, faith-based films and let's start with the one that they show every year and that is the 1956 Ten Commandments. Uh, the Ten Commandments of course is uh, directed by Cecil B. DeMille. Uh, this is distributed by Paramount Pictures and because some of these movies are epics I'm just going to give some brief list of the casting because you know that uh, when I do this sometimes I like to give the whole cast and uh, some of these are just not possible. Um, so uh, this is 
like I said, directed by Cecil B. DeMille, released by Paramount Pictures. Uh, it is actually based on uh, on some uh, different books. Uh, it's based on uh, Prince of Egypt, Pillar of Fire, and on, e on Eagle's Wings, and of course the Book of Exodus, as they say in the uh, opening credits of the film. So stars, uh, of course, the stars Charlton Heston, Yul Brynner, and Baxter, Edward G. Robinson, uh, Yvonne DiCarlo, uh, John Derrick, and uh, this, of course, is just an epic. This is the, this is the uh, one of the epics of all epics, if you want to call it that. Um, the one thing, though, that I do anymore is that when ABC shows it every year, I simply just turn off the T or turn off ABC and. Uh, pull out my DVD so I could watch it uh, without commercials. That's pretty much about all I do with the Ten Commandments when I do watch it. Um, this movie is a remake. Uh, the Cecil B. DeMille uh, did do a 1923 version, silent version of the Ten Commandments. But of course, this is the granddaddy of them all. And what can I say about this film? Uh, so beautifully shot. It's very colorful. It's very... Uh, I mean, just everything about this movie is just a masterpiece. And um, even if you're not a person of faith, it's still a very enjoyable movie to watch. Uh, the one regret that I do have about this movie is I have not seen it on a big screen. I would really love to. Uh, I can only imagine it's more breathtaking and everything. And... What's interesting about it is you can, even though that nowadays you could kind of look at it and say, okay, the special effects are a little bit uh, primitive, but back in the day when that was made, it was groundbreaking. And so even though that, yes, you could tell that uh, after Moses parts the Red Sea that they're pretty much uh, blue pieces of ribbon that are that are uh, run with fans I mean you could kind of tell that but it's it's still a magical movie and it's still very impressive and it's still um, a valid movie it's still a great film um, I will say uh, the animated version of Prince of Egypt is also pretty good uh, it's not as good, though, as this one. I don't think... it. This is a really hard movie to beat. The Ten Commandments is such a hard movie to beat. And, you know, it's such a joy to watch every year. So that's that's a Ten Commandments. All right. So the next one that's also kind of the granddaddy of them all, in a way, is uh, the first movie that was filmed on Cinemascope. That's 1953's The Robe. And this movie is another one that I just say it's absolute masterpiece. This, uh, the movie is really uh, different. Uh, it's directed by Henry Coster and it stars Richard Burton, Gene Simmons, uh, Victor Mature, and Michael Rene and Michael Rennie. Uh, does, this was distributed by 20th Century Fox. Uh, and this, like I said, it was the first movie that was filmed in Cinemascope. So if you do get a chance to see this on the big screen, it is very interesting to see. 
Um, the you know again you got the colors and everything that are, it's a very colorful film, uh, and the movie is a lot more than just about the uh, the Tribune that uh, wins Jesus's robe at the cross. So for those of you that are not familiar with the story, it's about a Tribune who is uh, sent to Jerusalem on assignment uh, because of a punishment and he ends up being uh, one of the people that crucified Jesus on the cross and uh, he when they're gambling for Jesus's robe he's the one that wins the robe and he is so stricken with grief and so stricken with guilt over uh, crucifying Jesus that he becomes very afraid of the robe when he first puts it on. Uh, if you read the book, which the book is the book is also very good as well, um, it talks about how the robe is burning his flesh and you know it's just burning him as he's as he's trying to wear it. And so he has to you know he has to have his uh, servant take it off him because he's just you know, and he basically goes almost into madness. And so uh, the rest of the story is this tribune trying to find the robe because his uh, servant took the robe and disappeared with it. And uh, so he's trying to find the robe and destroy it so he can regain his sanity. And the interesting part of uh, this, then the interesting thing is, is that he's a, you know, just a very good man he learns about Jesus's ministry. He meets Peter and, uh, you know, finds out that, you know, Peter betrayed Jesus. He said he crucified Jesus. And so the, and the whole, the whole thing, it just, it just unfolds from there. And so it's, it's a lot more than what you think it is. And, uh, there's some real fascinating, uh, parts of the story it's such a great movie uh, it's another one that uh, I try to watch as much as I can every year when I when it does come on uh, and it's just such a an amazing uh, amazing film and so beautifully uh, constructed so beautifully made the story is is wonderful and uh, it's just a it's just a really good movie about um, it's about overcoming your fear, and so it's it's really more than just about uh, what you know what happens to Jesus, and uh, it's more it's it's not about the life of Jesus per se, but it is a film where where the life of Jesus is the central part of the story, which is the same thing I could say about the next one. So the next one that uh, is very common at this time of the year is the 1959 Ben-Hur. Uh, this is based on uh, Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ by General Lou Wallace. Uh, this is directed by William Wyler, uh, distributed by MGM. And uh, of course stars uh, Charlton Heston, Jack Hawkins, uh, Haya Harid, Stephen Boyd, and um, it's just an absolute, this is again, an absolute masterpiece. 
this is another film that is about more than what you think it is. It has, you know, the, basically you have two Roman or you have uh, two boys. You have a, a Roman Masala and uh, a Jew, Judah Ben-Hur, who uh, grow up together. They're, uh, they're friends as boys. And then uh, as Masala grows up and, of course, becomes a tribune of Rome, he returns to Jerusalem and uh, tries to um, be a, a ruler uh, in Judea. And Judah, uh, of course, they're friends. Judah wants to keep the friendship. Uh, Masala wants Judah to betray his people. And during uh, he Judah refuses to do it, and then uh, they have a change of the governor, and uh, a tile falls off of Judah Ben Hur's roof and uh, strikes the governor. And of course, the series of events that happen after that: his mother and sister are condemned. He is condemned. He ends up in the galleys, then ends up as a charioteer. Of course, we have the famous chariot race from that, and uh, then. He learns about uh, about Jesus, and um, there's quite a few just amazing scenes in this film. Uh, when Judah Ben Hur is being marched to the galleys, and uh, the Romans the Roman soldiers uh, try to uh, not allow him to have any water, and of course Jesus Jesus comes up and gives him the water. And then, of course, Judah Ben-Hur follows uh, Jesus through the crucifixion and tries to return the favor when uh, Jesus is being hauled away from, uh, by the soldiers. And he offers him water, uh, which is kicked out of, the, out of his hand by the Romans. And, uh, of course, we have the crucifixion and the rest of the story. I'm not going to give the whole spoiler, but that's essentially what it's like. And uh, it's... Again, a story about forgiveness. It's a story about about betrayal. It's a story, you know. It has a lot of a lot of really good uh, scenes, but it's also about how do you get your faith back when you lose it. And uh, so, Ben Hur is is so well. It's well filmed. Uh, the 1959 movie is also a remake because. Uh, there was a uh, Cecil B. DeMille version of it in the in the twenties uh, that was a silent film. So this is a remake, and uh, this you know, of course, is just an epic. And this is definitely one of my favorite films. It's one of my favorite films of all time, and uh, definitely a must watch. And so that's um, that's been her. Another popular film, also a remake from Cecil B. DeMille, is the 1961 King of Kings. Uh, now, I've only seen this movie like once. Uh, this is directed by Nicholas Ray. Uh, it has uh, Jeffrey Hunter, uh, Robert Ryan, Ron Randall, uh, Sobeon McKenna. Uh, it's also narrated by Orson Welles. This is a, it's uh, distributed by MGM. Uh, this is also a very good epic. Uh, it's the one thing that I like about King of Kings, now I've only seen this movie maybe twice, um, and mostly because it, uh, you know, was on TV. It's not one I have in my collection yet, 
Um, but it is a ver- it is a very good movie. And uh, the one thing, though, that I like about King of Kings uh, that's a little bit different than some other movies about the life of Christ is I also like the back story of the history of what's going on in Rome at the time, uh, which, yes, the other movies do that, but not as good as King of Kings did. And um, so this is a, um, you know, this is basically just going through uh, the life of Jesus as he goes through his ministry. Uh, And it's uh, essentially uh, pretty much just a a whole deal. There's just the whole life of Jesus uh, through the passion and uh, through, you know, goes uh, through, uh, the three years of Jesus's ministry, and it does have some really fantastic acting. Uh, and it's also, you know, again, beautifully shot movie. Um, is it my favorite? No, <laughs> it actually goes to some other movies, but uh, it's not my favorite out of all of them. I do feel that this is one of the better ones, though, that uh, that talks about the life of Christ. Um and uh, it is, it, you know, it's just an epic and it's a, a lot of fun to watch. And so I do recommend it. And um, so that's uh, King of Kings. Now, one of my passions is foreign movies. And there is one that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's the life about the life of Christ. It was even um, given a blessing by the Vatican, and that is the Italian film. It's the Italian uh, nineteen sixty four. This movie came out in nineteen sixty four, and it is the Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Uh, Pure uh, Paul. Paolo Pasolini is the director. Uh, This is based on the Gospel of Matthew, does a very good job with the life of Christ. This is my favorite over King of Kings. Um, It is, uh, it's not a very well-known film. I did look um, earlier this week, and I did notice that it is on Tubi, but it's the colorized, uh, remastered version. So there's going to be some scenes cut out, but because uh, the original running time on this was 137 minutes, but now they've, they've cut out quite a bit of it. Um, I hope that there is a uh, uncut version of this movie because for it is so simply done so beautifully done. The score is amazing. And whether, you know, yes, it's in black and white and yes, it's in subtitles, but this movie is definitely one of the best depictions of the life of Christ that I've seen. Uh, This one uh, beats out King of Kings in my opinion. So uh, this is just an amazing film. And so, and it's so simple. Um, just a rather, uh, unique movie and just so beautifully made, uh, that I, I do recommend, uh, the gospel according to Matthew 1964. This is just a great movie. 
All right, let's talk about the Passion of the Christ. Okay, um, I do like Passion of the Christ quite a bit. Uh, 2004, directed by Mel Gibson. Uh, this um, was adapted from uh, The Passion of Jesus, the Bible, the New Testament. Uh, of course, you have Andrea uh, Rufuto, Monica Bellucci, uh, Rosalinda uh, Celentano, and uh, I'm hoping I'm getting these names right because some of these names are really, really hard to pronounce. And um, Maya Morgenstern. I know there's a lot of controversy surrounded uh, the Passion of the Christ. And, uh, you know, of course, with all controversy aside, because the controversy really didn't come out until uh, after, you know, long after this movie was made. And, well, not that long after, but after the movie was made. And this, I actually really do like this movie a lot. Uh, not only am I a, a person of faith myself, but also I look at history. And I have to say that this is the best depiction of a crucifixion I've ever seen in a film. Some of the hard parts about uh, some of the faith-based movies is that how clean do you make the crucifixion? Because it was actually horrible. If you ever read history in ancient Rome, uh, if you look at the history of ancient Rome and you look at actually what happens during the crucifixion, it's really, it's really bloody. It's torture. It's not just a condemned to death thing. It is absolutely torture. And, you know, some people took days, you know, some of those people were on those, were on those crosses for days. And so the, there's three things about Passion of the Christ that I really like about it. Number one is, of course, the depiction of the crucifixion. The other is, I think, they did such a beautiful job with depicting the relationship between Jesus and Mary. I think that was something that uh, was very well done. And that is kind of an artistic uh, licensure that not very many of the films about the life of Christ really touch on is the relationship between Jesus and Mary. And it was so well done in this film. And I, and you get that mother son relationship. I think you get that very well in this film. Uh, and just the scene that brings tears to my eyes every time is when after Jesus is scourged and Pilate's wife is handing Mary the, um, the claws to wipe up the blood off of the off of the floor and i uh, that scene gets me every time and the one thing too that i do have to say about it uh do i see the anti-semitism issue that they were talking about in the film no i don't uh i i actually don't see it i see it as a fairly accurate depiction of what happened during the passion of the christ uh, you know, during the Passion of Jesus, I think it's I think it's as, as accurately portrayed as it can be, um, and it's pretty much all in Scripture. Everything that I saw was you know completely out of Scripture. And the other thing that I love about Passion of the Christ, and this was one heck of a risk, I 
love the fact that they did it in the language of the time. And that has never been done before. And um, doing, you know, speaking the Aramaic and the Latin and everything that was in the, that was, that was done in the time. Okay. Yes, I do love subtitled movies, but I, I tell you what, that, that was a risk that was just absolutely fantastic. So, so that's my take on the passion of the Christ. I, I don't see it. I don't see the, the problems with the film that a lot of people do, but then again, I'm an analyst. That's what I do. Uh, three of more that I just want to briefly cover. Um, I like these movies, but they may not be my favorites, but they're still shown every year. Uh, I, the greatest story ever told, um, that was 1965 based on the book of the same name. I do have the book and I've read it. Uh, it's actually, it's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, Max von Sindow, Sidney Poitier, Claude Rains, Angela Lansbury, just to name a few. This is an absolute epic. Uh, it was shown on TV pretty much every year up, up until the Jesus of Nazareth miniseries. Um, but the greatest story ever told, I, it, it's a it's a good movie. I mean, yes, there's, there's some things that I, uh, production-wise, I didn't really like as much about the movie, but for a movie that was done in 1965 about the story of Christ, um, it's not a bad movie. I mean, yeah, it, it, I, I would put King of Kings over greatest story ever told, but it is still, it is still a good movie and it is still a good watch. All right. The last one, the last two are opposite ends of the spectrum. 1973's Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, first of all, I'm not the biggest fan of this musical in the first place. So, um, you know, Ted Neely, Carl Anderson, Yvonne Elman, Barry Denham, uh, Bob Bingham. Uh, this is, of course, you know, based on the musical, distributed by Universal Pictures. Uh, like I said, um, the one thing, though, that I will say that's a positive thing about Jesus Christ Superstar is that if you're going to do a musical about Jesus and it, and it translates very well into film, this one probably translates into film better than the other one I'm getting ready to mention. Uh, but Jesus Christ Superstar, it's it's just not my favorite. Um, I Like I said, I'm not a fan of the musical in the first place, so... Uh, nothing against Andrew Lloyd Webber or Tim Rice. You know, I do like Broadway musicals and I do like, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I do like Tim Rice. I am just not the biggest fan of the world of this musical. Um, but, uh, and it doesn't have anything to do with the subject material. I, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, uh, but you know, a lot of people like it. Good. I'm glad you do. Uh, the one thing that I also can say, too, about Jesus Christ Superstar is that, you know, the fact that they were able to film it in Israel, uh, that was a big feat back in 1973 because uh, there was a lot of political upheaval and everything. So the fact that they were able to uh, film it in Israel, I think that does give it a little bit of credit as well. So that's what I'm going to say about Jesus Christ Superstar. Now let's go to the other 1973 musical about the life of Jesus, and that's Godspell. Now I have the opposite uh, experience with Godspell. Uh, David Haskell, Victor Garber, Joanna Jonas, Robin Lamont, 
Gilmer McCormick, Katie Hamley, and others. Uh, this one was released by Columbia Pictures. Now, I have the opposite issue with Godspell. Now, I've been in community theater for many, many years. I've done uh, quite a number of um, productions of Godspell. I've been in Godspell many, many times. It's one of my favorite musicals, and I love this musical to death. The problem I have is this did not translate well into film. Uh, there were some songs that were cut out uh, of, the, of the musical compared to the, uh, the movie, and I think it lost it. Uh, with the songs that were cut out and uh, any musical that really has a single set, which uh, Godspell does, it's very hard to translate it into film because you got to, you got to really be creative with it. And I'm not saying it's a bad film because uh, of course there's always a special place in my heart for Godspell, but this, I, I just didn't think it, it translated very well into film, but I still love the musical, still love the story, still great, and uh, take it for what it's worth. I'd, have, I'd actually rather watch it on stage. So are there any of your favorites that I haven't mentioned uh, or ones that you have questions about that, it, that you would like me to view or review? I will be doing, uh, so the next episode that I will be doing, I want to talk about the controversy of uh, faith-based films and uh, cover some of the controversies and uh, see um, just to kind of how to approach them uh, when you're looking at it in a faith-based film. So thank you very much for joining me, and we'll see you next time.